What's good, podcast fan? Welcome to another edition of the Bring the Popcorn Podcast. I am your host, the friendly neighborhood dreadhead. It's your boy, Jason Craig. And today we have another returning guest, my man, Mr. Adam Sampson. How you doing, man? Doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. Man, yeah, it's like, man, it has been, I don't know how your weekend's been, but it's been a long weekend for me. Yeah, man. Uh, well, you know, it was Black Friday, so work was rough. Yeah, man. It's just between besides going to a festival with my girl and her kids and then having to watch all two. Well, I had to catch up with two episodes of Hawkeye and then watch these three movies for our review today. I watched a lot of TV in the past 24 hours. <laughs> And you should have been like me, you know. I watched the movies so much I could basically recite them. Well, yeah, <laughs> I watched them a lot when I was a kid, but I'm like, you know what? Let me refresh my memory a bit because I don't remember the first and the second one that much. I mean, no, the first and the third one. Well, the third one really, because I think I walked out of that one and I refused. And then, like, whenever I went to see it, it was on TV. I'd say I watched it just for the hell of it. But I finally got through it. Getting through that third one is going to be pain- was painful, and you know, next week, since we're doing the other franchise, it's going to be painful again for me too. Oh yeah, man! Because uh, yeah, Amazing Spider-Man. Um, that that should have never happened. I'm <laughs> but, just going to be honest. But yeah, y'all. If you were wondering what we're talking about, since it is the kickoff to Spider-Man month, because of Spider-Man No Way Home is dropping in, I think, in a couple of weeks. We are going to go back in time on a nostalgia trip and review the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. And next week, we'll do, we will do the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. Oh, so, and by the way, Tobey Maguire is my Spider-Man. I don't care what anybody says about Tom Holland. Like I said, that's your Spider-Man, but we're going to... Uh, I got some things. After getting my refresher of these movies, I got some things to say about Mr. Top, Mr. Tobey Maguire, Mr. I'm I'm in my I'm in my late 20s, but I'm trying to play a high school student. Now, <laughs> Adam, I got before we start the review, I got a question for you, man. When you first saw these movies, what was the one trailer that stood out to you? Oh well, you know that that one trailer with the Nickelback song. I'm not gonna lie, oh, you know. You mean, uh, hmm? Oh, oh, you mean the one that was played thousands and thousands of times? I think this this trailer right here is probably the sole reason why nobody likes Nickelback. I swear, like Nickelback is, I swear, like Nickelback is the devil to a lot of people because of this trailer. Because I've never heard so much hate for a band. <laughs> I mean, I, I've heard more hate for other bands, but, you know, uh, yeah, I, I would say that because, come on, man, that, you got tired of hearing it, but I'm not going to lie. I like the song, so I was okay with hearing it over and over. Well, y'all, this trailer was got little me to ask my mama to see this Spider-Man movie because we never got a Spider-Man movie for my generation, so... We about to play this little 30 second clip real quick. It's a 30, it's a 30 second TV spot that everybody's heard. And for all you people that hate Nickelback, I'm sorry, but we gotta play it because 
it's the trailer we all remember right Somebody told you I was just your average ordinary guy, not a care in the world. Somebody lied. Yeah, y'all. That trailer right there, that got all of the little Spider-Man fans hype. Because Yes, we, it did. I think the last, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the last live-action Spider-Man before our time was, was it 1979? The TV show? Yeah, that and was let, bad. Yeah, let's just say it does not age well at all. It didn't age well for its time. But yeah, so in 2002, when Sony decided they wanted to do their own Spider-Man and they wanted to do something different, they, instead of the web shooters that he made that he makes in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, he actually it's actually organic. It comes from the spider bite, which. I me personally. I like the web shoot, like just the, the web shooters that he makes, just because that's what I'm familiar with. But it was kind of different to see them being organic coming out of his wrist. You know, I'm not going to lie. I thought that was a cool touch, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's cool. But, you know, I'm just so familiar with the with him making his web shooters because, I mean, it just shows like how much like how smart he was, which one thing about. Toby's Spider-Man, I did not like. It's like they kind of made him like just a bumbling idiot Peter Parker. Like they really did not show him being smart. <laughs> yeah, he was goofy. I'm not gonna lie. He he was goofy, but you could tell he was smart because he was at that university, remember? Yeah, yeah, the university where we spent no time with. <laughs> the only time we spent time at that university, I think, was Spider-Man, was Spider-Man 2. But, oh, well, in, in Spider-Man 3, remember when they are invest, investigating the whole symbiote thing? That, uh, we ain't gonna, we, we gonna talk about Spider-Man 3 later. We, let's start with Spider-Man 1. <laughs> okay. So, um, now, this Spider-Man, it was, it was, I would say, groundbreaking to say the least, because it got a lot of people into comic book movies back in the 2000s. People say it's the X-Men. A lot of people say it's Blade from the, what Blade was 90s, right? Yeah, Blade was 99. Like, Blade is credited for saving Marvel because, you know, Marvel movies before Blade were trash. I mean, come on. Like, a lot of people are like, man, Howard the Duck is a classic. Howard the Duck sucks. <laughs> All right. And and don't get me started on David Hasselhoff and Nick Fury and the Agents of Shield. Uh. See, I, I forgot he played. Um, I forgot he played Nick Fury. Yeah, yeah, it, it was bad. And and uh, go ahead and wipe that out of your memory. I, <laughs> I wish I could, but I can't. But yeah, man, like I I would say that this has an impact on comic book movies just because. Spider-Man was the most known hero for us at the time because we were so 
we were so saturated with Spider-Man media, whether it was comics, whether it was the um, the, the um, animated Spider-Man TV series, which is one of mm-hmm. the best comic book uh, t- TV series that's been, ever been made besides the X-Men TV series. So I mean, I mean cause Superman and Batman were and yeah. Justice League are yeah. there too. Yeah, they were you there know. too, but I really do feel like like this like this was this struck the iron while it was hot for Spider-Man. Yes, it did. Because the Spider-Man hype was high. Now, one thing I did like about the these movies that the the Sam Raimi Spider-Man suit it looks clean. It really does look clean. Like I have no gripes with that. <laughs> but, yeah, I'll give you that. The suit was pretty tight, man. I'm not gonna lie, it was tight. Now, what, one thing I did not like from the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies, I'm sorry, Kirsten Dunst. I did not, I could not buy her as Mary Jane. She just wasn't Mary Jane to me. It's like, like the like Sam Raimi legit told her when she asked for a direction, you're just happy. <laughs> well, well, you know what. Like and and this is gonna sound shallow as as all get out. Uh, I didn't think she was pretty enough to really play Mary Jane. Yeah, I don't think it's really shallow. Like when you, I mean, like honestly, they they should have they should have let Bryce Dallas Howard play her. <laughs> like the thing, <laughs> it's not really shallow, but it's just like Kirsten Dunst. See, if y'all seen Mary Jane from the comic, they made Mary Jane a bombshell in the comics and like Kirsten Dunst she just I wouldn't say she's plain looking but she just doesn't have the features that um, that Mary Jane has in the comics so I never really I never really bought her as Mary Jane then plus like I never bought the relationship between her and Peter well really they waited till they waited till the third one to actually flesh the to flesh it out but in the first one it's legit like every time peter would talk to she just look over there just just smiling in his face and not blinking like she was trying to have a staring contest with this man right and also like she she just really didn't give off the whole bad girl vibe because you know like mary jane was a bit of a bad girl you know what i mean and she she just kind of didn't fit that to me you know but uh, I mean, she gave the old college try, and you know, no offense against Kirsten Dunst because she has done some good movies, you know, and some epic movies that are ingrained in our minds in our, uh, you know, teenage years. But I was not very, very happy with her either. Yeah, and one thing I did have a gripe with from the um, that they took away that they went away from in the comics. I didn't like the fact how they. With, with her being an actress instead of being a reporter, how she is in the comics, because that gave her stuff to do in the comics. But in the movie, she's legit just there to just look pretty and smile and look. She looked lost. She looked lost in these movies. Well, well, I'm not gonna lie. I did actually kind of like the whole actress part. Uh, you're right. It would have been better if she was a uh, reporter, but I did kind of like that she did the whole acting thing. Also, because it, you know, made the struggle seem more real for her, because I'm not sure what the whole like, uh, you know, reporter thing. I mean, that seems like a solid income type thing. And they were trying to make her seem like she was poor or whatnot. 
So I could I could see why they would have went with acting instead of being a reporter. You know what I mean? But I just feel like if they would have just did the reporting, it would have given her more to do because she does literally nothing in these movies. Like as for Mary Jane to be so key to spot to um, Peter Parker and Spider-Man, she legit brought nothing to these movies and to Spider-Man or uh, to Spider-Man or Peter's life. So, yeah, it, I just always had a gripe when uh, Kirsten doesn't marry Jane. Not saying it's her fault because they gave her no direction. Now, one thing I would say I did like, I did like how they kind of breezed through the origin story. Like the origin story was, it was paced pretty well. Right, changed- it was pretty spot on too. You yeah. know, it, it, they didn't change too much. It was pretty spot on. Yeah, like it. Yeah, but that also started the trend of us having to see Uncle Ben die over and over again. Okay, look, man, it, it was just one of those things. Hey, look, the, the dude's going to die in it, all right? If they make a new one, the dude's going to die, all right? And unfortunately, it was one of those things. Hey, Sony was trying to keep rights to Spider-Man, you know, so we had to see him die again. But the cool thing is, though, is in uh in the in the newer ones, uh, we didn't have to see him die. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't say never yet because you know that Spider-Man freshman year is coming out next year. So oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that old white man might have to die again. <laughs> that is true. That is true. No, but, but you know what though? You know how you said that kind of like about like how uh they kind of made Spider-Man seem goofy or whatnot in this, in the newer ones. And Tom Holland's one, he's he's pretty goofy. And y- you don't really get into his intellect that much. I mean, like, honestly, so that's kind of why I'm like, I don't know. You like Tom Holland, but they basically did the same thing with Tobey Maguire. Well, the thing about Tom Holland is Tom Holland, he has scenes where he shows his intellect, especially in Spider-Man. Was it was it a far from home? It's probably far from home. It actually showed him making his get showed him making his gadgets. In the first one, it showed him using some of the gadgets he made. But Toby McGuire, well, for one thing, I never bought Toby as a high school student. <laughs> man, okay. man, yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Man, damn near look 30. Man, damn right. near look 30. Play being high school. Basically, everybody in everybody. Like in the spot in the Sam Raimi Spider Man, they look like they they look like adults. But but then again, it was the early two thousands. They always got 20, 30 year olds to play high school students. Yeah, I mean, come on, look at Makai Pfeiffer and oh, you know, it's like, bro, yeah, you know, you are in your thirties. Why are you playing a high schooler? But yeah, you know, or or say the last dance. I want to say that was the same way. Like they had, it's like, bro, bro. I get it. The black don't crack, but come on, come on, fam. Now, another thing. I know it sounds like I am hating on this movie, but I love these movies. I've just always, I've just, I never felt connected to Toby. It's just because, well, for one. There's a reason why some of these scenes did not work because it is notoriously known that Tobey Maguire was really difficult to work with. And when I was watching these movies, you could tell that there are scenes where um, Toby is Toby and Kirsten Dunst are not in the same room acting. Oh, <laughs> because, yeah, you're right about that. 
Yeah, like because Toby was so difficult to work with. He had so many demands during these movies. But Sam made me like, oh shit, I kind of already hired him and we kind of got these movies written out. So we got to work with what we got. Right. It's like, what am I going to do? Recast him? Uh, yeah. Which he could have done. He could have done. But at that point, everybody was, everybody had that Toby fever when these, when these movies came out. And I, I don't know. It's just like, I, I mean, Toby fever. I, I, I mean, I, I don't think that's a thing, bro. I'm going to just be honest with you. Nah, man. Look, people were raving about Spider-Man. They, they, people have been talking about Sp- Toby Maguire Spider-Man to this day. People have said to this day, whether it's live action or anime, that Tobey Maguire is the best Spider-Man. That has been a conversation I've heard for years. And I'll give you that. I'm just saying, I don't think there was actually a Tobey fever going on at the time when, you know, Tobey Maguire became Spider-Man, you know? No, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I just heard a lot of buzz. And then plus... That's another reason why he, he let it get to his head because he just got more and more difficult to work with as these movies progress. But now let me get to the things that I really loved about this movie. I did love the one scene I did love Tobey Maguire in was the scene with him and Uncle Ben because I really did feel like that was genuine and it was heartfelt. And then that was the last time he saw Uncle Ben before Uncle Ben gets shot. Yeah. And, and you, you want to know what else was one of the last times you saw somebody? Uh, this is going to sound like a bit of a joke, but hey, man, he was my favorite wrestler. That was the last time you saw Randy Macho Man Savage, because I want to say he died later that year. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was. Yeah, yeah. He, he was bone saw because he had three minutes of play time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Hey, man, I love Randy Macho Man Savage, but, you know, hey, God rest his soul. Yeah, man. But I love that scene because that I really did feel a connection between Uncle Ben and Peter. Another thing that I loved, I loved William Dafoe as the goblin did not like the suit. The suit looked goofy, but I feel like William Dafoe did a really good job playing Norman Osborn. And a crazy Norman Osborn on top of that. Right, right. Matter of fact, I kind of want to see what they do with him. And uh, well, well, never mind. They can't make him because uh, I was going to say maybe they'll make him Iron Patriot. But it's like, wait a second. They already did that with uh, with uh, Rhodes, Lance Rhodes, this is, which, by the way, I thought was just terrible. It was like, why did y'all do that? Y'all know dang well that that man was not Iron Patriot. Come on. Well, no, they uh, they fixed it, but but uh, yeah, Willem Dafoe, he is excellent as the Goblin, but then again, it's Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, he don't have many stinkers. Like he always, he always phones it. He always sees it through with it with the, whatever he does. Now, uh, I, yeah, look, I will never forgive him for for Death Note. Hey, that wasn't his fault. That he was the one of the only things I enjoyed in that shitty ass movie. But that is another he, he should have refused. All right. He, he know dang well he should have been in that movie. Look, wonderful. He, he he did it for the money. Wonderful. Okay? Yeah. But <laughs> now a person that now an actor that I feel like wasn't 
he was given the short end of the stick with Kirsten Dunst was James Franco was Harry Osborne. Yeah. Like, the first movie, I he wasn't like when I went back to watch it, he wasn't even in it that much. And when he was in it, he was just being a he was just being a, a, a like a whiny brat. Yeah, yeah, man, you go ahead and say it. he would be a little bit of a bitch. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. but yeah, so he like that. I really didn't like James Franco's character, but the role helped him get to where he is today, minus the sexual assault. But anyway, um now I will say this, even though I love these movies to death, I cannot deny. It. Oh, the CGI is so dated. Oh, oh so yeah. oh, yeah. it's so dated. Definitely. I would like when I was watching it, I would just you could like legit see whenever he's swinging, how it's just clipping thing, how like yeah, like, like everything's just clipping each other. Then the green goblin, like the green goblin already looks goofy. So it probably didn't help when when the glider looked like he was just. Well, like he was like you could tell that he was hovering on a green screen, right? And, and it looked bad. Yeah, it looks bad, but like I said, it's a product of it's really a product of his time. Yeah, cause cause come on, man, let's uh let's just get over it. There are some movies that are just bad because it was like, man, y'all know darn well y'all didn't have the technology at that time to make that movie. Why did y'all get these good actors and put them in this movie and it bombed? Yeah, but you know what I mean? but I guess the magic, the magic of the first Spider-Man movie. Not this one, though. I'm not talking about Spider-Man. No, yeah. Spider-Man, yeah, that, that was very successful. Yeah, but here's the thing about Spider-Man. It sounds weird because this movie has a lot of flaws, like technically and script-wise, but it's but it's amazing that. Like just because like the like like the dialogue is kind of is kind of bad. Well, nah, it's really bad. It like the dialogue is really bad and the CGI it just looked dated now. The magic of it is that they actually stuck to the source material and they paced it really well. Like the first movie is paced really well for an origin movie. Yeah. Like I'll give you that. And some of the some of the uh practical effects was cool like the webbing was a practical effect and that was actually that that was that was pretty nice that that practical like all the practical effects was nice even even that one practical effect that they did when toby mcguire when toby mcguire caught all caught all that food in the cafeteria on that lunch tray oh yeah yeah that yeah. was pretty cool yeah that i'm trying to see um I'm trying to see how many times they shot how many how many times they, they shot that scene. But that was that that took a lot of effort from Toby just to catch all that food on the tray because I think what they did was they had a magnet on the tray itself and a magnet and a magnet in all of the food, but the Toby still had to take Toby still had to catch all of the food. Right, right. And that took a lot of takes. Yeah. So, so I can't. So I can't. Uh, like I, I give it to him, and I give it to him in that man. I give it to him. I give it to him for that. Like the practical effects, they worked pretty hard on those practical effects. 
So yeah. I love that. Now, now, um, well, I'm not going to lie to you, though. You know something I didn't love? I just didn't like, because it seemed, didn't Harry seem like he was getting treated real bad by Mary Jane? Yeah. Yeah, he, he was basically being cucked, cucked by Mary Jane. Right. These movies. <laughs> like, he was basically being cucked throughout these movies. I I will say that. Right. And it, it was one of them things. He was like, well, let me buy you something. I'm like, wow, man. I remember my first girlfriend. Yeah, man, they did Harry wrong, but yeah. Now, the one thing about this movie that that kind of that is kind of icky, like that kind of hurt this movie in a way was the tone because the tone is like it did not know it, it didn't know if it wanted to be have serious, be serious, or be cheesy because a lot of this movie is really really cheesy. Like, you know, yeah, but but man, I actually did kind of like that though. Man, I kind of liked the fact that you know, uh, especially the Green Goblin, he had some. I liked the fact that he had moments where he was really serious and moments where he was cheesy as all get out. Well, that's no. well, well, that's him. But it's just like this movie did not deserve a PG thirteen rating because it was not really PG thirteen. Because it was like how cheesy it was, and like how little violence that there was. Even the whole, even the scene when he turned people into skeletons, they play, they played it, they they played it in a cheesy way. So, like, I just feel like they did. Like, it could have been like to be honest, this one could have been PG, but later on, they did, they did embrace that PG thirteen rating. <laughs> yeah, they they did, but I I don't know. To me, uh. They probably should have added a, a little bit more swearing. Yeah, but yeah, but uh, I guess Sony they they kind of wanted to play it safe the first movie because this this is this movie was safe. It was a safe movie, and yeah, they and and I enjoyed it. Yeah, like I enjoyed it too. But like I said, after this review is over, I will give my thoughts on Tobey Maguire as Spider Man. So. The this movie it ended it ended well with the death of the Green Goblin, and you know Harry having that grudge against Peter for basically the whole series. So I did like that ending, and I did like how how this movie it did the arc of Peter finally understanding that yes, with his power does come great responsibility. Like you know the whole thing, the whole Spider Man the whole spider-man mantra so i did like that the movie explored that so yeah if, going back going back to this movie i have to give it i will give it an 8.5 out of 10 popcorn buckets i wanted to go higher but some of that dialogue it just kind of fell flat for me and like and some some parts are just too cheesy for me and i and like and like this was like pre-marvel cheesy Cause Marvel, they had this cheesy moment, but it kind of, it kind of works well with balancing it. So yeah, but I like cheesy though sometimes, you know, in those movies, cause you know it it gives it some, you know, makes it funnier. Yeah, but you got to learn how. I just feel like they didn't get the balance right. I just feel like they didn't get the balance all the way right until the second movie. So what would you give this retro review, man? Okay, well. um, 
I'd probably give it about, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'd give it a nine only because of nostalgia points. You know, it gets an extra, it gets an extra point due to nostalgia. Okay. Okay. So now, now that we got the first out of the way, the next one we're doing is Spider-Man 2. In my opinion, the best one out of the trilogy, the best one out of the trilogy, just in my opinion. No, no, I'm with you on that one because, man, like, you know, Doc Ock, he he was the bomb in that one. Yeah. And I guess I'm biased because Doc Ock is my favorite Spider-Man villain because the way that he is used. And even the way he's used in this movie, I do like. So after the success of this Spider-Man, they did not waste any time and doing another Spider-Man movie. I think, when, when did this one come out? Was it, I was think it? 03. Was it 03? Did they release these back-to-back? I, I think so, either 03 or, or 04. But, yeah, it was. they were pretty close together. Yeah, man, like, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Sam Raimi, they they brought him back. He had he had an idea, and no, it, it, was, it was 04. It, oh, it was 04, okay, never mind yeah. It was 04. So, yeah, they took their time with this one. So, this one, Sam Raimi, he decided he wanted to come back, and he wanted he wanted to explore the idea of Spider-Man, of Peter, like, like basically of Peter kind of losing his powers. Because I think they were, they pulled from Spider-Man. I don't know if you read the comic Spider-Man No More. When Peter, yeah, yeah. When, Peter, when Peter put down... Um, the costume for a while, for, for a bit, but it really wasn't that much. So, yeah, it was kind of cool to see them incorporate Spider-Man no more and introduce Doc Ock. Now, this one, this earned his PG-13 rating because there was a lot of violence. There was a yeah. lot of violent off-screen kills in this movie from, mm-hmm. from Doc Ock's wife um, being think. uh Stabbed by falling glass. Uh yeah, like remember the reactor was messed up and like uh, some I want to say something exploded and she basically got sliced up by a bunch of glass. Yeah, then from that scene to the scene in the hospital when they're trying to remove the um the tentacles off him. Yeah, this this got pretty violent. For yeah, like, this earned his PG thirteen rating. <laughs> Right now, I agree with you. Uh, that that one was a little bit more violent, and it was a little bit more action packed for me. And they they did take out the cheesiness uh, quite a bit. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, it it still had its cheesy moments, but you're right, it did kind of flow better. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, and like I said, I didn't think anybody could out supervillain, you know, Willem Dafoe, but uh, that guy did. So, oh yeah, Alfred Molina. Kudos to him. Alfred Molina is a pro at what he does. He is a, he is a seasoned pro. He understood the assignment. He embodied what Doc Ock is. He is he is a he is a man that wants to he want, he wants to evolve mankind, but he also is driven crazy from the tentacles attached to his basically attached to his brain. Right. Like it's a I want to say it's inserted into his uh, nervous system through his spinal cord. Yeah. So it was really cool to know that the tentacles were um, well, in some scenes, of course, they had the CGI some scenes, but it was kind of cool to know that 
a lot of those scenes with the tentacles were practical effects too. Right. So they put a lot of work. I think it was like it was two men. It was like two or three men per arm or per tentacle. I think that that's how they operated it. Huh. Well, so that, I, I'm gonna yeah. be honest with you. I did not know that. Yeah, it was a lot of it, it was a lot of um, it was a lot of teamwork to get to get um to get that practical effect working. So that was cool. I enjoyed the arc where Peter was kind of losing his powers because it was more of a psychological thing more than just a physical thing. I did like that touch. I once again, well, did... I liked it, but my only thing is, is they, they really never gave us a concrete answer as to why, like it went away and then came back. It, it was just kind of one of those, Hey, I guess, uh, you know, his, uh, his sad feelings was what's th- what was throwing it off. Well, no, but he didn't seem to get happy or anything. And they came back. So I was like, Wait, what? Well, no. Okay, so like I said, I rewatched all these movies, all these movies again this past weekend. So it's fresh in my mind. They didn't outright tell you, but throughout the movie, they were basically saying how Peter was conflicted with trying to juggle, balance his life and his life of Peter Parker and being Spider-Man. So that mental block was preventing him from being Spider-Man because he wasn't because he wasn't fully embracing Spider-Man. But when Mary Jane got kidnapped and a lot of people got put in danger because he put down the costume. Then like he was like all those mental blocks was taken off because he finally embraced the idea of being Spider-Man. So that's why I love this movie because they took time. They did take the time to, to um, show that Spider-Man is affecting every, like every part of his life, like him and Aunt May, like they they kind of they became kind of friends a little like their relationship was friends a little bit. Um, her and I mean him and MJ, they were frag they were put um broken apart, and then MJ went to go marry J. Jonah Jameson's son, who's an astronaut. Which they honest with to be honest, they could have left that shit out the movie, right? <laughs> they they could have left that shit out the movie. They could have left that shit out of the movie because he served. Hey, no look, purpose. man, you want you wanted Kirsten Dunst more included in the movie. She got more included. All right. That I wanted her to be more included in a useful way. That that way was stupid. <laughs> Everything about Kirsten Dunst in that movie was stupid. No disrespect to her, but the way they writ, writ the way they wrote her in all these movies is just fucking stupid. Yeah, but I'm not gonna lie though, I did like her as a damsel in distress more in this movie but that but that's the thing i didn't like it because it just seemed like i like that's not mary jane mary jane is not helpless like that like right. like mary jane actually has some fight in her so it was, i was just like come on man like i know she gets saved in the comics but she has a little bit of fight to her but hey. Look, man, they they had to go with the audience, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, they they you know they want to appeal to the female demographic because female love a good love story, but it's like right. they could I just feel like if this was done today, they would have gave with the whole um women empowerment going on, they would oh yeah, the, S, the SJWs would have torn uh Sam Raimi a new one. Like they would have actually made her useful because I feel like she was not useful in any of these movies. 
to be honest, she was the she was the center of the problem. In, in the, in the- <laughs> she was the center of the problem. I mean, kind of, yeah, yeah. I, I would say so. In one and three, yeah, she was the center of the problem. Like, like breaking up friendships and stuff. So you know, like <laughs> that's why I never liked it because like she was more of a nuisance than she was of a help. Yeah. Yeah, and, and sometimes it was like, man, why don't y'all just leave that girl alone? Like, shoot, she ain't that fine, no way. But you, but you know, it's MJ. Yeah. It, 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 it's MJ. They couldn't find another redheaded actress, I guess. But moving they, on. Yeah, they could, because because of the third look, one, her, look, her natural hair color is red. Look, and look. I'm not even going to lie, in The Amazing Spider-Man, I was mad that uh, Emma Stone was cast as Gwen Stacy instead of Mary Jane. I'm like, she's a natural freaking redhead, man. Look, look, we look. That's so I was like, like, what are y'all doing? Matter of fact, her hair even was the same color as Mary Jane's in the in the uh, comic books. So I'm like, what are y'all doing, man? Why did y'all cast her as Gwen Stacy? Why did y'all cast? Uh, it was like literally, y'all literally casted two people twice as Gwen Stacy that would have been better as Mary Jane. Well, look, like I said, that's a topic for that's a topic for another day. It's discussed for another day. But yeah, this movie, I feel like it was perfect. It was damn near perfect. I still, even though Toby, he still struggled with the dialogue. He was a little better in this movie to where it wasn't breaking scenes. Some of his quips were better because I'm sorry, from that first movie, a lot of his quips, they were just like, oh, oh, God. That hurt me. That, right. That, that hurt me. But this one I did enjoy. I did really enjoy the story that they were giving. I enjoyed the story last one and the first one, but this, but this one I really was invested in it. And now one thing I have a problem with was the train scene. The train scene's iconic, but when they- man, that's pull, my favorite scene, man. But, Come but, on. No, but hold up. But when they pull them, like I love the train scene, but when- when the New Yorkers pull him in and they took off that mask and that dude said, he's just a kid. He's the same age as my son. I was like, yeah, if your son was about 35. Man, okay. <laughs> you, you did that to me. And, and also, FYI, they didn't take off his mask. He took it off. Because no, but he, I'm uh, saying, I'm just saying, when his mask was off, when they said he's the same age as my son, I was looking at, I was looking at that white man like, you know, damn well, this is a grown ass man that's on this floor. Okay, one in all fairness, he was at university, so he was a grown ass man. But all right, he was so, still technically a child. He was not, not even a child, but he was still technically he's supposed to be playing an 18, 19 year old Peter, not no 35 year old Peter. Man, look. You got to get over the age thing. All right. Come on. No, man. I've never been able to get over that because going back and see these movies, I'm like, I do not buy them as as a young adult. Yeah, I'll give you that with also Kirsten Dunst, too. But I mean, I don't know. I kind of I kind of could buy, uh, you know, uh, uh, which which Franco is Is that James Franco? I could kind of buy him as a teenager. I mean, if you look at all of his movies that he did since then, he basically plays a man child in all of his movies. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're going to discuss that at another time because <laughs> there's actually another actor 
that uh, people always say has a whole bunch of range. Uh, you know, uh, Matthew Lillard, like oh, this yeah. is me, you know, going off topic. I'm like, bro, he's the stoner friend in every movie. How how the hell is he, does he have range? Well, no, they're he, like, they're okay. like, what about him in uh, Fleet Commander? I'm like, stoner friend in outer space. Oh, what about 13 Ghosts? Stoner friend who sees dead people. What about in Scream? Stoner friend who's a serial killer. All that. Stoner friend who stole your girl. All right, well, we're gonna we're gonna get back I'm on sorry, topic. We're gonna get back on topic, but yeah, okay. so that just that's a nitpick of mine because I'm just like y'all know damn well he is not no kid, but <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's always gonna bug me. I love that movie, that's always gonna bug me. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let you have that. I'll let you have that if something bugs you, but uh, I, I, I don't get it, but whatever. <laughs> but but the final battle, it was cool because it was more of, it was showing how, Pete, it was showing actually Spider-Man being Spider-Man. Spider-Man doesn't always end battles with his fist. He also can talk sense into villains. So I did, I did like that touch that he was able to bring um, Doc Ock back to see the light. So, yeah, and and that's actually something I've always liked about Spider-Man is, like, I don't, I don't know about you, but um, something that I've kind of noticed with, with a lot of Spider-Man villains is most of the time the villains that he faces off against are quite a bit stronger than he is. So he does have to use more than his strength. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like Doc, like Doc Ock was so... What was really cool about Doc Ock, seeing Doc Ock, is we, that is the one villain that is stronger and more and more intellectual than Peter. Right. So right. That, that's why he's always been my favorite villain because Peter has always had to think of cunning ways to beat Doc Ock because there's been plenty of times where Doc Ock has actually won and taken over his body, but that's a topic for another day. But yeah, I've always, for me. I've always gravitated towards Spider-Man because he was the most relatable hero and he was the most purest hero. Like he actually does want to save people. Like he does it out. Like at first he did it. He did it out of, you know, reasons like just like selfish reasons. But when uncle Ben died and people started dying around him, he, he saw that he has to be more of a hero and he can't be selfish because there's more at stake than just his selfish needs. So that's why I've always loved Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, not going to lie. My my favorite hero is always going to be Soups, but, you know. Yeah. I'm, I do I'm, like I do like Spider-Man, though. Like, as far as, like, uh, uh, Marvel goes, he's probably, like, definitely in my top five, you know. Yeah, like, I mean, both him and Soups, both him and Soups, they both have like like they call them a boy scout but i don't see it as a boy scout i see it as how humans should be towards one of another that's how humans right. should should be towards one another everybody says superman's boring like why because he wants to do good right <laughs> like like everybody i like the pun okay like when people say like the punisher i'm vegan because i like the punisher but like people like the punisher just because he he kills I have my uh, my own reason for liking the Punisher, but 
people like Punisher just because he's not a he's he's more like people. He's flawed. It's cool to have people flawed, but you can be flawed and want good for people. So that's why I like Superman and Spider Man because people like people say that Superman's perfect. He's not perfect. He's flawed too. He's had plenty of he's had plenty of fuck ups. Right. But yeah. So give like yeah like sorry we went on a little tangent there, but I've always loved um, heroes that want to generally do good they don't look for no compensation they want to do things because of the kindness of the heart and i really do feel like this movie it showed how far peter was willing to go to actually save new york he was willing to die on the train he's willing to die um, where the reactor was trying to stop it so right. yeah and, and he was also willing to give up happiness you know like you know being with the girl of his dream yeah so you know what i mean I love that because that is a dilemma that uh, Spider-Man always has in the comics and to see it on the big screen and to see how like how it was actually written well, even though i never bought the relationship. I did buy that. He he knew he couldn't be happy. He knew he couldn't have happiness and be Spider-Man at the same time. He knew right, it would be a, right. he, he knew it would be a struggle. Right. And it, it was one of those things. He's like, yo, you know, uh, and it kind of made you realize, OK, wait a second. He was thinking because he was like, wait a second, you know. Uh, uh, Green Goblin kidnapped her because he knew who I was, you know, he uh, Green Goblin tried to kill my Aunt May. <laughs> so Speaking he of- was like, oh, crap, I got to I got to distance myself from everybody. Speaking of Aunt May, I don't know if you remember that scene. This is why I said like some of the cheesiness didn't work in the first movie. Remember when Aunt May was praying? Yeah, yeah, that Green, was. <laughs> and Green Goblin just said, "Well, Green Goblin just basically pulled a Kool Aid man on Aunt May." Right, right. <laughs> and like, he oh said, yeah. <laughs> and then when she was finished the prayer, like, finish it. He like deliver us from. Evil. I'm like, all right, y'all. I was laughing my ass off. So I'm sorry. I was too. I'm, not, I'm like, yo, this is some funny shit. <laughs> I know it's supposed to be terrifying, but this is hilarious. <laughs> oh, oh man. my god! But yeah, man. I like to to round things off. This was, in my opinion, the best out of that franchise. It's probably I say in my top three. My well, no, I would say top. It'd be my top two Spider Man, like like my top two. It would be my number two favorite Spider Man movie, just because it did so many things well. They they corrected the tone a bit. They for with the perfect balance. Alfred Molina is just amazing as Doc. I, I'm glad he's coming back in No Way Home, and. Oh yeah, I lost it when I saw him pop out of the ground. I ain't even gonna lie. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, stop! <laughs> That's my doctor." And my daughter was like, well, "Who is he?" I'm like, "That's how you know we're getting old, Adam. That's how you know well, we're yeah, getting I old." Yeah, I know. Man. I know. <laughs> like, oh, I was just like, "Man, she just said, who is that? Who the heck is Alpha Belito, man? Come on, that, like, you don't know this man." <laughs> but yeah, man, like this, like for me. It's top two. It's like my number two favorite Spider-Man movie. And 
if I got to give it like if I had to give it a rating, I'd have it to give it a 9.5 out of 10. This it was almost perfect. But like I said, it still falls short with Mary Jane in this movie and the whole plot subplot with her and Joe um, J. Jonah Jameson's son. <laughs> it didn't it, it, it was useless. And like, yeah. I, I don't think we saw him at all in the third one. Which I mean, no, no, he wasn't probably for the best because he probably said, Fuck this, <laughs> right? Right? He's like, Man, y'all, y'all hold me last time. What makes you think I'm uh, <laughs> y'all gonna do it to me again? Come on, uh, but I'm not gonna lie though. J.K. Simmons is a was a good Jonah Jameson to me, man. Man, look, J.K. Simmons is Joe J. Jonah Jameson, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, no matter what movie I saw him in. He is. He will forever be J. Jonah Jameson. That is who he is. That that is that that is his destiny. Right. And, and I'm not gonna lie. I forgot to mention this about the first movie. Matter of fact, uh, uh, I actually used something that he said to uh, Spider Man one time. He was like, uh, "Hey, you can't print that like that. That is slander." Oh yeah. And, I'm, and he went. He went. Hey, I resent that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Slander is spoken. This is libel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. J. Jones, Jones Jameson, he is a he, he like J.K. Simmons. He's great in all these movies because he yeah. embodies. He is the the most comic accurate character in these movies. Yeah, basically. So, what would you for your retro review? What would you give this? Uh, you know what, man? I'm gonna give it like a nine point three. You know. Because, yeah. uh, like, like you said, they really, 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 really didn't need to include that relationship between his son and Mary Jane. I mean, even though that technically did happen in the comics, it was just one of those things where it's like, hey, you know, uh, you know that stuff you sometimes cut out. Yeah, you you could have done that. <laughs> I, I would. This is that one time I would have forgiven you for not doing that. But, you know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So we've been having fun. I had fun with these first two movies. Now time to talk about a movie I did not have fun going back to was the dreaded Spider-Man 3. Man. Man. Look, man. That movie was worse than either either one of the James Garfield ones. Like, and and that's 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 pretty bad. You know what I mean? Okay. If y'all don't know, Spider-Man 3, it was doomed from the start because Sam Raimi had his own idea for um, for Spider-Man. Like he wanted to, I think he wanted to continue the Harry, the Harry knowing that Peter is Spider-Man angle. But then the studio chimed in and said, well, We've seen covers and panels of these so-called Spider-Man comics, and we saw that people liked the Sandman and people liked Venom. So why don't we just throw them in there? Sam Raimi was like, but I don't like Venom. He says, well, you know what, Sam? You can either do this or get the fuck out. And that is the sole reason why Sam Raimi did not come back for Spider-Man 4. Oh, yeah, (laughs) man, because, like, honestly, Venom had no business being in that movie. To be honest, a lot of people are going to hate me for this. I've never really liked Eddie Brock Venom until recently when they actually started 
fleshing him out because back in the day, Eddie Brock was just a bitch who felt like Spider-Man ruined his life. <laughs> I mean, he kind of, hey, um, I mean, he hey, kind of body Buddhist man. Boo. I mean, he kind of did ruin his, he kind of did ruin his life in the comics. Like I think his father committed suicide and like his wife left him. So that's understandable. But for what happened in this movie, there was no reason for him to want to kill another man because he called you out on your bullshit that you went through with that you try to slander this man's name and Spider-Man's name because you wanted to feel like you did something. So fuck, fuck, fuck this Venom. Fuck them casting toe for grace. That, that I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I know everybody shits on, I know everybody shits on Venom with Tom, with Tom Hardy, but I like Tom Hardy's Venom or Eddie Brock. I did not like toe for grace as Eddie Brock. Fuck toe I mean, for grace as Eddie Brock. I mean, uh, uh, Tom Hardy's, you know, is better, but come on, man. That was a really low bar for him to clear. Well, well, well look, like, like I said. Let, let's be honest, man. That, that that bar was like, yo, uh, a little baby could have stepped over that one. Well, look, like I said, I never liked Venom the character because he was just too serious. He looked cool and he gave Spider-Man one of his coolest suits, but it was like he's too serious and like he was just straight laced the whole time. I always when it came to the symbiotes, I always preferred Carnage because Carnage had personality. I feel like Eddie didn't get personality until they came out with uh was it what, what was it that came out last year? Absolute Carnage, I think it was that 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 series that they ran um that ran last year. Yeah, I'm I think, not sure. I'll be honest with you. I didn't. I didn't read it. I, it's either. I think. I think it's. I think it's absolute carnage. Until then, they legit gave Eddie Brock no personality. Venom was not really a character until he was Agent Venom with Flash Thompson. But that is true. I will give you that. Like he. He was his best when he was with Flash. Yeah, but getting off topic. Back to this movie. Oh my God! After they set up the whole thing with Harry and the second movie, I was like, okay, they're finally going to give Harry something to do and it will be a conflict between Peter and Harry. The studio said, oh, y'all like that whole conflict, that whole, uh, the whole uneasy friendship with Harry and Peter? Well, just fuck y'all because we're going to knock Harry off for half the movie and give him amnesia. Right. <laughs> Boy, when I tell you, that was when, like the biggest middle finger to us, man. Boy, that was the biggest fuck you. And he wasn't even called the, like, at first I thought he was called, I thought he was good, like the hobgoblin. He wasn't even a hobgoblin. They legit just called him, um, was it, I forgot what they called him. It was, it was like, um, I legit think it was go, um, goblin number two, dog. Uh, I really, something like that. I yeah. really, I, <laughs> they didn't even give this man Harry respect in this movie. Like the way he gets, yeah, because I think I think Spider Man called him like, "Oh, is Goblin Junior about to cry or something like?" Yes, that. yes, yes. And man, let me tell you, they even knocked this man out disrespectfully. This man got knocked out by a, by running into a clothesline. <laughs> Basically, uh, boy, he got boy, he got fucked up. Like honestly, uh, this that entire Spider Man series should be called. How Harry got hoed. Well, I'm talking about because if you read the comics, Harry is actually a good friend to Peter. In this movie, he's really not a good friend to Peter. 
right? Like he steals his girl and shit. Yeah, and he, like because even my girlfriend was like, we were watching, we were like, you know what? Harry has always like Harry kind of going to get like Harry kind of going against the code. Me, I was just against like, you know what? They both going with the same girl, but then I sat back and thought about it, like, you know what? Damn, she right. This man Harry knew that Peter liked it, but Perry said, Well, shit, I got more money to hit broke ass. I might as well just slap my ass on up in. Shit, get in where you fit in. <laughs> right. And, and remember, like on, on the school trip or whatnot, he was uh saying some shit to her that uh that uh Peter had told him about like spiders or something. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And, and I would say that would show his intellect a little bit. You know, they kind of showed he was a nerd right there. I don't know. It, like, like I said, I'll, I'll talk about that later. But this movie, it is so fucking messy. It is so messy, y'all. Like, the problem that, the problem that a lot of people have with movies like this one and The Amazing Spider-Man 2, it just crammed with too many villains that's why i'm kind of uneasy about no way home but i do trust marvel i've never trusted sony when they juggle more than two villains shit really when they juggle more than one is because i feel like if you were going to go the hairy route just go the hairy route or if you were going to go the sandman route which was the only thing i liked from that movie because he had he had a reason and a motive Go the Sandman route, but the Venom route that was stupid. Yeah, that 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 was fucking stupid. Yeah, I I one hundred percent agree. I think they should have just left him out completely, but or or at least they should have uh, just said, "Hey, we're gonna make a fourth movie," and you know, introduce him at the very end of the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, but not to actually have an actual part in it. Yeah, but also I think it's kind of hard. It's hard for them to incorporate Venom because everybody knows that Venom, he is a big part of the big event known as Secret Wars. And we all know that they can use, they couldn't do that because they only had the rights to Spider-Man at the time. So they had to find their own way into incorporating Venom and to give Peter the black suit, which the black suit did look cool. I'm not going to. I'm not good. There were a there were a few positive things about this movie, but it was just too much bad. Now, when yeah. people when people say yeah. this is the worst one, I still cannot say that because I still hate Spider Man, the Amazing Spider Man two with the passion. I still what? hate. That. I still hate that movie with the passion because it was just at least for this one, I got enjoyment out of it. So Amazing Spider Man two, I was bored throughout the whole entire movie. Dope. But Jamie Foxx had like some badass monologues in it. Like Jamie Foxx, Jamie Foxx. You, Fox, can't, uh, you, you yeah. can't tell me when he did that little monologue when they were torturing him. Like that wasn't badass as hell to you, man. No, but Jamie Foxx also had that fucked up S curl they put on his head. I all know right, all right. That, that's true. That is true. I okay, I, I'll give you that. I, I know you that. And also. I just like the way Electro he looked as Electro. I like I don't I never liked the way the comic book Electro looked. You I mean, know what I mean? I mean Electro looks stupid, but he's also a D a D tier um Spider-Man villain. But 
like I said, we're gonna get to that next week. We gotta finish. Right, this. right. We're, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I'm sorry. We gotta get to this shit show of a movie. Okay, so I've said the things that I don't like. I'm gonna say the thing. Oh, another thing I fucking did not like was the whole emo Peter Parker. That was the dumbest shit ever. Yeah, <laughs> that, I'm with you on that one. You, you're right about that. Like emo Peter was was stupid because it was like it was like it was like the it was like the writers. It's like the writers they got amnesia. Like like while they were filmed, like they just forgot everything. From spot that they improved on Spider Man Two, they reverted back to that cheesy, corny ass shit from Spider Man One with Peter because they tried to make him come off as cool, but that right, moment, but he was not cool at all. His, right, it was like, nah, bro, you, you, I would, I would be talking shit about you in the back of the club. I mean, you might be my ass, but I'm still talking shit while you beat my ass. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> <laughs> like. like that's why I said I would be in the back of the club, talking <laughs> shit, you know, so it won't see me. But yeah, man, it was like that was just unnecessary. I get that they were trying to show. I forget that they were trying to show that the symbiote is changing his personality because the symbiote it did kind of make Peter a dick in the comics. But it was just like this one. I was just like, I can't even. I think you're just doing it just because. And I kind of think that's because Tobey Maguire was being a dick on saying he brought that shit on the camera. <laughs> right, right. He's like, man, I'm gonna I'm do this. I'm gonna do that. And it's like, Toby, look, man, you already ain't cool. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, it's like, like, yo, uh, we get it. You a famous actor and all, but come on, fam. Uh, no woman would probably talk to you if you weren't famous. <laughs> like, let, let's be honest. And then they did, they did Gwen wrong in this movie. I'm just like, come on, man. <laughs> What will y'all? Yeah. What will y'all do? Right, but I will say one thing: I did actually like from this movie. I do. I did like Sandman, and I liked Sandman because they made him a sympathetic villain. Because really, he just wanted to provide for his daughter. I mean, I was kind of like, like when Peter wanted revenge for his uncle Ben. That was unnecessary. What he did to Sandman, he basically tortured Sandman. He had to do all that to Sandman. <laughs> Hey man, that was the symbiote. No, 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 that I, I can't get past that. That was just that was just I felt bad for saying man, because the whole movie he just wanted to get money for his daughter. <laughs> and yeah, then, I know, but but still though, it's like uh you, you're going about doing it the wrong way, fam. Yeah, and speaking of um Peter wanting revenge, that whole retcon cop out is some bs that is some b that is some straight bs okay <laughs> that was a that was a straight bs where they threw in oh yeah sandman was the one that was there when when peter's grandfather got i mean uncle got shot i let boy boy i boy y'all y'all reaching really y'all y'all need a ladder how much y'all reaching i like yeah. just just say y'all want to do that just so y'all can incorporate this villain it's okay. Right, right. It's okay if you tell the truth. We're gonna be pissed, but I'd rather I'd rather me be pissed for you telling the truth than me telling than you reaching for something that's a bold faced lie. And then at the end of the movie, they took the shit back and said, "I didn't really shoot him. I got like 
I got fr- like I got frightened and I pulled the trigger on accident. I like, boy, if you don't get the fuck up out of here with that, if you don't get the fuck up out of here with that, yeah. And then nah, the whole- I'm not even gonna lie, I would have punched him in the jaw when he said that. I would have <laughs> been like, boom, like motherfucker. Nah, fuck that. I would have I would have pulled a whole. I would have put a whole water tower on this motherfucker and just watch him turn into goop. That was such a half-hearted excuse. That was such a half-hearted explanation what happened that night. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, but you know what else pissed me off, though, with Gwen Stacy? Like I said, that was a hot redhead chick that I think would have would have nailed uh, Mary Jane. But no, they had to make her blonde and make her play Gwen Stacy like they did with Emma Stone. And it's like, bro, like she clearly could have nailed Mary Jane. What what made y'all go with Kirsten Dunst over her? Adam, I don't, I don't think you're gonna get a, a hot redhead Mary Jane. I just think that I think I, gotta, yeah, I, I don't think that's ever gonna happen. <laughs> I, I don't think. I mean Zendaya, yo, know, she she cute and all, but it's like, yeah, we. Uh, I don't think. I want some thickness. I want some Z- thickness, man. I don't think. I don't think Zendaya just. I don't think she's actually Mary Jane. I think I forgot what they said, but I don't think her name is Mary Jane. I just think her initials are MJ. MJ, so yeah, yeah. I don't think that's really Mary Jane. So yeah, this movie, this movie's a fuck you. <laughs> right, right, man. I, I don't even. You know what? This movie was so bad; it doesn't even deserve a rating, man. <laughs> like, like I said, this movie's a fuck you. Like, right. Like, now, you, you do you think it's possibly that bad because Sam Raimi was just pissed? And he was like, okay, all right, fine. Y'all gonna uh, uh, fuck with my storyline? I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna just fuck y'all over completely. Ha! Get a sequel after this, bitch. <laughs> yeah. No, like the thing. Okay, so the thing was, Sam Raimi he did do a script that he that like he was trying to work with them. Like Sam Raimi tried, but the studio they just kept changing shit in his script and in the movie and just kept adding unnecessary things. So Sam Raimi, that's why he just said, "All right, you know what, Sony, fuck y'all." I am. I quit. I'm not doing Spider Man Four. I had an idea for Spider Man Four, but I'm not doing Spider Man Four. So fuck right. y'all and the and the money truck y'all came on. Right. Like shoot, I can get other jobs <laughs> now. This is now for since this move was so bad. I'm going to fix the mistakes that they could have had. The way I would have did this movie personally because I saw this YouTube video. And it made sense. They, but the way that they put it was the movie was going to focus on just strictly Harry and have Sandman be a henchman like henchman like how he was in the, like in the movie. Like his arc would still been the same, but they would we would have took out Venom and just focused on Harry and the Sandman. Harry, he would have been slowly descending into madness, and Peter, he was like he was going to forgive Peter because like you know he's. Switching between forgiving Peter and like I hate you, motherfucker, you killed my dad. And instead of what's his name, um, the butler with that book, um, doing that, doing that shitty ass thing, he said, "Oh yeah, your dad killed you with the glider." With thirty minutes of the movie left, they had yeah. him. They had him say that at the beginning of the movie. Right. They would have him say that at the beginning of the movie, so so that way Harry could forgive Peter, but. They would, but what they would have did is that they would have had Harry still, like, still have. They would have had Harry still get amnesia from getting his shit rocked 
and forgetting everything about like what the butler told him about his dad. And he still would have descended and just wanted to kill Peter. And the way that they ended the movie would have been perfect. They would have not included Gwen Stacy at all in like in the movie at all. Their idea was to reenact reenact the scene from the comics with um with Gwen, but replace it with MJ to where where him and Peter he kidnaps um he kidnaps Mary Jane and he uh, is at the top of a bridge and he gives Peter a choice. It's either you kill me, it's either you kill me or you save or you save MJ. So what he does is that um before he lets before he drops MJ, Peter shoots a web, he shoots a web at um Harry's glider, fucking up his glider and um Harry falling to his death. And then here um Peter goes to save MJ, but she dies the same way Gwen does. And the way that they would have ended that was both his best friend and his love interest dead. And they would have cut to the funeral. They would have cut to the funeral with um uh, with Peter looking at um, MJ and Harry's tombstone. And then who would have came up to console them? Gwen would have came up to console them. And that's how they could have properly introduced Gwen into that shitty ass movie. But no, we had to get that bullshit with, yeah. Ven- with Venom who looked like black shit. Black diarrhea <laughs> shit. <laughs> okay. We had to get that BS. Sandman, his everything with Sandman was okay because it made sense. That Harry, that, that Harry Goblin number two, that was some BS. They they did him wrong. But yeah, y'all, this movie is a fuck you. It, it, it is a fuck you. It don't even get a rating. It's a fuck you. I hate yeah. this. I hate this movie. I hate this movie. I hate what it stands for. So I Sony was in my doghouse for a long ass time until into the Spider Verse. I hated Sony. I hated Sony. Yeah. I hated Sony yeah. so much. <laughs> I, I'm with you on that one because it was like, nah, nah, fam. This is this is almost unforgivable. Like Sony, y'all made some good games, but fuck y'all for this movie. Fuck y'all for this movie. Yep. So yeah, y'all. That was my and my my review and Adam's retro review on the Tobey Maguire series. Now, for me, everybody always says that Toby's their favorite Spider-Man slash Peter Parker. Out of Andrew, okay. I'm just gonna like the way I'm gonna do this every week is I'm gonna put my rankings for each of the Spider-Man. For me, I put Andrew at the bottom out of the three and i know people will get mad at me but people also got to realize i followed spider-man for so many years i even went back and read the 60s spider-man i read the spider-man the spider-man comics when he had the spider-mobile that's a deep deep cut so wow wow so i know my spider-man and i just i couldn't i could not buy toby as both Peter and Spider-Man. I say he got better in Spider-Man 2, but that wasn't enough because they just went right back. They went right back to the drawing board with square one when they did Spider-Man 3. So just for me personally, like I said, I respect people that like Toby because that's their because that's their Spider-Man. Like that's their Spider-Man. But for that's me, my Spider-Man too, by the way. Yeah. So like 
I don't fault y'all for that, but just for me being such a hardcore Spider-Man fan, it just it just he's at the bottom for me when because he doesn't he doesn't embody Peter to me and his Spider-Man, it wasn't consistent enough. Now, if they would have kept that trajectory that they had going in two, I could probably put him higher, but I, I just can't right now. So tell me your reason why why uh he's like where does he rank out of the three Spider-Mans? All right, well, uh, Toby is at the top for me, uh, mostly due to the fact that, yo, uh, he was the first one I saw. But also, man, just honestly, uh, I just didn't like uh, Andrew Garfield as a as a Peter Parker because he just seemed too cool. Yeah, that's a lot. Of you know what I mean? And uh, and I didn't really like Tom. I, I mean, I'm okay with Tom Holland. I'm not gonna say I don't like Tom Holland. He, he's doing his thing. He, he's pretty good. I just put him underward uh, under him a little bit more because, like I said, uh, he's just uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I just uh, don't like his his Spider Man man. <laughs> like like uh, he he doesn't seem better than Toby to me. All right. I, I can and get that. and I, I think it's more so due to the, uh, some of the characters that they change so much in the newer ones. Like I do like the newer ones, but it's like, bro, like, why did y'all feel the need to change up Flash so much? You know, what? and and what killed me me the whole time is you know like people up there complaining about uh, Zendaya being MJ because she's black. I'm like, okay, y'all didn't notice that they changed Flash into a small Hispanic guy. Well. You know, <laughs> you, you 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 know, like, you know, some of these fans make no damn sense, right? But but it was, um, but yeah, to me, he just seems too. I don't know, man. I'm be honest with you, dude. Tom Holland has a very punchable face to me, and every time I see him, I just want to punch him in his face, man. <laughs> like, I know that's messed up, but. It's like, it's like, hey, man, why, why do every time when I see this dude, I just want to punch him in the face, man? <laughs> like, like, so that's why it's Toby for me. And like I said, don't disrespect Tom Holland. It's not that he's a bad actor or anything. And I actually think he's doing pretty good. But, but yeah, it's like, man, dude, I just want to, oh, man. Just, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So... Speaking of Tom Holland, well, well, Adam, if you want to punch him in the face, I got good news or either bad news for you. Tom Holland's going to be doing another trilogy of Spider-Man films. Man. Yep. <laughs> I figured that. I figured that. It's okay. Like, like I said, it's just going to be one of those things. I've been looking at the movie like the whole time. Man, I just want to punch you in the face, man. Like just once. You know, hell, I actually cheer for the villains when they beat them up. But they're like, yeah, get us <laughs> Yeah, yo, it was broken. Like, the news broke, I think it was either earlier this week or last week, that Sony and Tom Holland, they, they inked another deal. Because I think Sony and Sony and, um, Disney, they back on good terms again in this weird, in this weird relationship that Trailer Park marriage that they got. Where they go, right. they divorce one minute, then they bat the next minute. So for right now, so like sort of like Eminem and Kim Mathers, you know. Yeah, but with but with a lot less death threats. So yeah, yeah. So 
Tom Holland, he was trying to pull the wool under everybody's eyes saying he wasn't going to be Spider-Man. But that mouse looked him with them white gloves like, nigga, I will beat your ass right now. You lie again. I own you. I own I, I you. I told you he has a punchable face. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mickey will punch you. We, we've, we, we've learned Mickey will punch anybody in the face. That's true. That's like, true. I just picture Mickey as Joe Pesci from Goodfellas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, man, like, so for me, I really do like, I I love this because even though this is a Sony property, a lot of people, a lot of people don't like Venom. Me, I never, Venom was entertaining me just because I've went through years of straight face um, Eddie Brock Venom. So I did, and I did enjoy the Venom movies. I I thought they were funny. Like it, it brought new life to the character besides Agent Venom. So I think it's kind of cool because now that Sony and Marvel inked the deal, now maybe we can see Spider-Man, we can see Spider-Man in these other Sony properties. So maybe we can see Spider-Man in the upcoming Craven movie. Maybe we can see him if they ever do another Venom. Maybe we see him in another Venom or in another Mobius. And maybe we can see him in more MCU films. It depends on, on the um, extent of the deal. So I think that this is a good move by Sony because um, whatever the lady's name is, I I don't want to disrespect this lady, even though she disrespected uh, Kevin Feige when he was given suggestions and she legit said in her book, oh yeah, I threw, I threw a book at his head and told him to get out of my office. Wow. <laughs> but she came back around because I'm pretty sure that mouse threatened to kill her family, but but right. uh, it was but, like, um, hey, uh, sweetheart, uh, I need you to get in line. Oh, well, deal with your family. Oh. So yeah, Amy Pascal, that's her Sorry. name. That's her name. Amy, Amy Pascal, she came around. And she actually started listening to Kevin Feige because I'm sorry, when it comes to movie producers or executive producers, Kevin, Kevin Feige. He is one of the best when in Hollywood because he has a plan and he sticks to the plan and it comes out smooth. Well, he's gotten better, man. I'll never forgive him for that Hulk movie with Eric Banner. <laughs> that, that was him. We talking, look, we talking about MCU. Like MCU, MCU has basically been this man's baby. M- M- like it's basically been this man's baby. So yeah. for A. Pascal to finally listen to this man. I think Sony will. I think Sony has a chance to get back in the public's good graces because it's funny that they made the worst Spider-Man movie and probably one of the best Spider-Man movies into the Spider-Verse, right? <laughs> Which is weird because, like, man, how did y'all go from like because uh, because with the Spider-Man movies it was like okay this one's good, all right this next one's better. So that means this third one's gonna be the best one. It's like, nah, nah, <laughs> nah, we're not doing that today. It's like, oh yeah, see, in the trilogy, the why why does the third one always have to be the worst one? So yeah, I mean, so this is good news. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think this is great news because these movies have these movies, they haven't been great, but they have, but they've gotten, I feel like they've gotten better. They feel like They've gotten better. They've gotten better as each mo- as each movie has come out. That is true. I will give you that. 
And I am okay with it, but, you know, I, I do kind of want them to be his own separate thing from Spider-Man, like, since they already separated him from him. And I like that. So it's like, uh, man, that, just just leave Venom alone. I feel like that will be a thing. I feel like if, if they do bring Venom and Spider-Man into a movie, it'd be for, like, a crossover movie. Like, one or two, cro- like, here and there. I don't think they'll yeah. just overset. If Amy was smart, she wouldn't continuously put Venom and and spider-man together but yeah so i know we all talking about this spider-man no way home fever and everybody's talked about oh this spider-man's in it and that spider-man's in it. but you know what but you know what i want adam what you know what, you know what spider-man i have won in this movie my man what, my man the the afro latino spider-man Miles Morales. That's who I want in this movie. I need okay. more Miles. I need more Miles. But right. if I don't get it in this, if I don't get it in this movie, I'm gonna get it in Into the Spider or um, Spider Man, um, Spider Man across the um, across the the Spider Verse. I'm gonna get some more of that. So right here, I got a little trailer for you, Adam. So let just uh tell me what you think about the trailer. Okay, well, let's check it out. Oops, kind of long intro.
man, let me tell you. When I say that, look, all right. I told you my like the work like my least favorite Spider-Man movie. Well, bottom two, but across the Spider-Man movie, in my opinion, is the best Spider-Man movie that we got. Possibly one of the best comic book movies that we got. I loved this movie so much, and I'm so happy that we're getting it next year. Yeah, you know, I did too, man. I really did like Into the Spider-Verse. I didn't think I was gonna like it, but I watched it. I'm like, yo, this is actually pretty lit. Man, it's just to finally see Miles Morales on the big screen. It brought joy to my heart because we don't get like we don't get much black representation on the big screen when it comes to superheroes. We either sidekicks or we villains. So see, so now with Black Panther characters such as Black Panther and Blade and Spider and um, Miles Morales Spider Man, I love this. And I don't know if you saw, but there's another Spider Man that I love. That's from the comics is my man Miguel O'Hara, aka Spider Man 2099. I cannot wait. Well, we'll have to see if they if he ever gets a movie. Yeah, I don't think I think what they'll do if he does, I feel like he'll get a movie because if this movie is just as, as successful, because I know that they were talking about doing a Spider Gwen movie, which I would actually like to see because. Spot, I don't know if you read like any of the Spider Gwen comics, but she is actually a really dope character. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, not really. I'll be honest with you. I, I just, I don't know. I kind of stay to the main one. Yeah, man. Like Spider Gwen is is a really dope character, and Miguel O'Hara, he is also dope. His little run, his little run was hit or miss, but Miguel O'Hara as a character, he is pretty dope. So to see them incorporate him, incorporate him into this. It was actually pretty nice. I can't wait to see it. October 7th of next year, y'all. We're gonna begin this movie. Sony, you want you you're my good graces right now. As of right now, until I see no way home. So don't fuck it up, all right? Ain't like or, or Morbius, man. They if they screw up Morbius, I don't I don't know if I could if I can forgive them, you know. Yeah, we uh I give I give Morbius a chance, but but Spider Man, look, y'all can't fuck up my Spider Man. All right, this is my childhood. Don't do that. You are gonna see a grown black man cry on your doorstep. <laughs> do not do that. Right now, with all this Spider Man talk, I mean, there was there was another. I mean, all the Spider Man talk. I mean, we can't get Spider Man all love. If y'all know that there was a little show that dropped. About a man that never really got his proper due in the in the Avengers. I I really feel like he's like the least liked Avenger, but it's crazy. He's the least liked Avenger with with one of the most relatable liked actors. Yeah, and it's so funny because even in his own show, he's getting disrespected. They they gave this, they gave this man no money. In his own show, like the first episode, in the first episode, he came up, said, All right, Marvel, where's my money? Well, see, we, we kind of used all the money on Wanda, Loki, and uh and a uh, Bucky and Sam over there. So you wanted to talk to them, get your money. <laughs> right. And, and and also, you know how hard it was to get Haley Stein. Down this, you know, <laughs> if y'all yeah. haven't if y'all haven't realized, we're talking about the new Hawkeye TV series. 
we, I'm gonna make this a little quick just because we've been running long. But if a lot, if y'all don't know, Hawkeye is finally getting his series and is based off of his 2012 run, which is a lot of people say is one of the best Hawkeye runs. I read some of it. I'm still I'm still reading it now. But I got to say, Adam, I really I kind of like it. I like a lot of people are complaining online because saying it looks cheap. It's like it looks cheap. It don't have a, have the money. I kind of think that this move, this show works like it, like the within not having a lot of money towards it, it works in his favor just because of how Hawkeye is like Hawkeye is a low key dude. Right. And, and he's also not the main character. Yeah. <laughs> And like I think a lot of yeah. people are mad. Be, he's still a main character, but he's not the main focal point. Because my girlfriend was like, "Well, this show is about Hawkeye." Like, yeah, it is about Hawkeye. Kate Bishop is Hawkeye. She becomes Hawkeye, right? <laughs> so it was, it was like, okie doke. Yeah, it was an okie doke. <laughs> but I like it because I don't know if you've seen the complaints online about the show. A lot of people they do not like Kate Bishop's character, and I don't know how you feel about Kate Bishop's character, but for me. I, I like Haley Steinfeld. She plays that role well because in the comics, she legit acts like that. She loved, like she idolizes Hawkeye. Right. So my girlfriend, like she, my girlfriend, like, well, well she's kind of annoying. I'm like, I can't say she's annoying. She's more of, she's more of, she, it's like you seeing your, it's seeing like your idol. It's like seeing your idol. Like she legit puts, put Hawkeye on a pedestal. She legit put him on a pedestal and saying like he's basically her favorite Avenger just because he was perfect and how, how he was basically a normal man going out there fighting aliens and stuff. So right. I I did like that. Like I'm gonna give it to you to see how you felt about Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop, but I really enjoy her and um Jeremy Renner's dynamic. No, I do too, and uh I like the fact that it's like more. This one seems to be more uh, family oriented than the other ones. It, it seemed like, you know, and uh, it was it was I really like their relationship as well. Their comedy kind of bounces off each other pretty well. And um, the action scenes are pretty solid to me, you know. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. It is really, really slow. Starting off as usual, like all Marvel shows. So, you know, I just want to see some more hands, you know, as, as it goes on. Yeah, but I feel like we're going to get that. I, um, they had a lot. They had a lot to they, they had a lot to go through in those first two episodes. So it was slow because they had to they had to rush through Kate to through Kate's backstory. They had to put them to they had to find a way to put to bring them together. And they had to introduce my favorite group of henchmen in comics in the tracksuit. No, the tracksuit dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are hilarious. Man, look, I mean, I know it is very stereotypical, but man, if that shit ain't funny. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. It's like, damn, y'all are so stupid. Like, I don't know if you played Grand Theft Auto 4, but I, I legit just picture a bunch of Nico Bellics running around in tracks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and just hearing them say, bro, after, like, I love that about, I guess I'm biased because, like, I, I'm reading this comic, I'm liking it, but I like how they, they are actually playing it, how they play in the comics, how they actually, 
playing the tracksuit mafia for last because everybody knows the tracksuit mafia is stupid. That's a stupid ass name. Right, right. But it is so funny the fact that they say bro after every sentence, just like in the comics, and how what? they're they're basically incompetent. So <laughs> I really enjoy this show. It has hey, yo, good work is hard to find. Uh good help is hard to find, you know. It, it, it is hard to find, but I'm really loving this show. It is it is really it is embracing that family Christmas feel to it. Like is it like I said, it's the most family-oriented TV show. Like it's basically a Christmas show if you think about it, because Hawkeye is just trying to get home to his family for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 basically the Hallmark Marvel show. Yeah, but I love Jamie Renner. I've always liked Jamie Renner as Hawkeye. I'm glad they gave more personality in the in the second Avengers because Jamie Renner he is actually a charismatic actor, and he mm-hmm. is and he's so humble. I don't know if he does, but 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 on the side he sells real estate in Fresno. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. I did not. So he is legit the most relatable Avenger. And for him to get his own show and for his show to be so low-key, that is the big sell the big selling point to me. Just because I've always felt the Hawk the Hawkeye character has been undervalued. Cause everybody just say, oh boy, he just he just shoots arrows. Like, look, man, Hawkeye's more than that. Hawkeye's a master swordsman. He's a trained killer. He started off as a villain and became good. And this show, it has the opportunity to show, like, what his, like, because I think the whole point of this show is, like, he's trying to run away from his past, but he can't because the motherfuckers keep pulling them back in. Right. So, yeah, because like, he just wants to be a family man, you know? Yeah. So I've, I think this show has the, has the potential to be great, just like the other shows, especially, I don't know if you've been hearing these rumors, but there's a certain someone from the Netflix TV shows that might be that might be in these shows. And I just feel like Marvel, you smart. I mean, I know you already filmed it, but I'm pretty sure y'all heard our cries. I don't know if you heard this, man, but they said that the Tracksuit Mafia could be working, well, the Tracksuit Mafia and Echo, which also, let me talk about Echo real quick. I do like Echo. Like, like um the fact that they put echo in this show and that she's getting her own show later on um i think um later on down the line it is actually it's a nice touch because right. because echo is a cool character she's like hawkeye but she's completely deaf like she cannot hear at all and she refuses she refuses to get it like use any type of hearing aid because she feels like technology kind of weakens her which in a way if you see how she fights I mean, she ain't lying. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like she, like Echo's kind of badass, and I'm glad that Marvel is letting more females get their badass characters. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and, oh yeah, and that actress actually, uh, actually is deaf. Yeah, so that is really cool that Marvel is actually being, um, being diverse with their cast. So that's another thing that I liked about it. But back to the rumor, there is a rumor. That Echo and the Tracksuit Mafia could be working for one man, for one man, because I they, they're in New York, right? Yeah, yeah, they had yeah they're in New York because of the whole Avengers um musical, which was funny as hell. <laughs> 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 because that shit had me dying laughing. I first saw it because like 
Like that man legit looking over there with PTSD, with PTSD. Like I, I saw my friends die. I, I saw Black Widow fall to her death, and y'all in this as a musical. And the fact that he went there, this shows how much of a fan of man he is. He went there because his was it his daughter, his son. They wanted to see the musical. Oh yeah, they wanted to see it. Yeah, yeah. He did take out his hearing aid though. Yeah, yeah. He took out his hearing aid, but I don't know. Seeing him be a family man, that just made me love Hawkeye even more because he's all about his family. Yeah. And I'm glad that they're touching on him being deaf because that is a huge part of the comics. Because I like I know like you don't get much time to read read um comics, but man, if you get a chance, I would read the 2012 Hawkeye run. It's 23 issues, but it's really good. Like it is like it's really good. And you learn some sign language from it. They actually teach you sign language in the comic because in the comic, um, there's there's just panels where they're just talking in sign language and they got a glossary at the back of the issues to teach you like what they're saying. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, oh, yeah. This is a little fun fact about sign language. Do you know that sign language is one of the few things you can learn even as an adult? And it's not something that would have been easier to learn as a child. You want to oh, know why? How come? Because technically, when you're learning sign language, you're not learning another language. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's just you're uh, just you're technically just learning hand movements. And that yeah. can get and that can uh, translate in your muscle memory really quickly. So believe it or not, like sign language is uh, is one of the uh, few languages that's easy to pick up even in older ages because your muscle memory will figure it out. And. Did you know that when you get Alzheimer's, you can still sign? Even if you forget how to talk, you can still sign if you can still move your hands. Oh, yeah, because I mean, technically muscle memory, so. Yeah, because it's muscle memory, yeah. So you get, and uh, Alzheimer doesn't affect your muscle memory. But yeah, man, like, that's actually a pretty cool fact. I'm, I'm glad you told me that. Yep. But, but back to the rumor, because I keep getting off track, because there's just so many things I, I adore from this show. I, I'm really fi- trying to figure out why people are not liking it like the other shows. I think it's just because it's Hawkeye, to be honest. But I, honestly, I, I think it's all it's more because it's it's so much of a family feel to it. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Cause like with the other ones, they didn't really give it like, oh hey, the whole family tone thing. This has the whole family tone, and I think that's that's messing with people. Yeah, but I think they'll pull around to it because. If they were fans of the Netflix TV series, there's a rumor going around that that Echo's not the big boss. I don't know if you heard this or not. This has been going through the nerd grapevine. But they, they're saying that the Tracksuit Mafia and Echo are working for none other than the Netflix act, the, the Netflix kingpin, Mr. Vincent D'Onofrio. If they do that, boy. They, this would be my favorite show. This would be my favorite show out of all of them because I love the Netflix Daredevil show. I'm mad that they stopped it. And if they can find a way to bring like characters like um, Charlie Cox's Daredevil or Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin or the Punisher or um, John Bernthal's The Punisher back, man, Marvel can have my money for all of them years to come. Yeah. I, I actually, uh, I actually did like the uh, Daredevil Netflix show, man. Like, I really did. Yeah, and man. it was a shame that that deal just kind of got, got cut off because 
to me, it was weird. Like even the Netflix shows that were bad got better in the second season, typically. Like Luke Cage, I'm not gonna lie. First season of Luke Cage, I thought was trash. Second season was like, wow, it's great, you know. And uh, Daredevil, it literally got better and better every season. season. Like man. The, the last season was the best season. Had the one, you know the, what I mean? Had one of the best hero monologues in the, in any superhero show I've seen so far. Right. Man. So it it was just a shame that that went away to me, you know. But hey, but, man, that's uh, that's how I don't know. Disney movie. got greedy. Disney just got greedy because they didn't want to keep sharing the wealth with, with um, with Netflix. But man, if they can bring back them three actors, just just it can just be those three because Luke Cage. I kind of just stopped caring. I only like Luke Cage season two because of Bushmaster. Yes. Yeah, and Iron Fist can go to hell. That 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 shit can stay in the trash can where it belongs. But man. If they can, yeah, but that, you're right though. Second season of Luke Cage, it, it was mostly due to Mustafa Shakir, who uh, again nailed it as Jed in uh, Cowboy Bebop. So he's just that he's just that actor, you know what I mean? Yeah, but man, y'all, this show, I love, I love this show. I unlike everybody else, I'm putting it up there with all the other Disney Plus um, Marvel series because it has. A family feel. It's a fun show, and is giving you more of a character that should have got his due a long time ago. Jamie Renner's great. Haley Steinfeld is great. I like their chemistry. The tracksuit. Mm-hmm. The tra- I just give it extra points because they actually found a way to put the tracksuit mafia into this show. Yeah, that's true. Uh, only thing I want to see is more hands. That's oh, it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're going to get it because they did introduce another character. I'm not going to say who it is, but they introduced a lot, another character that is just as skilled as Hawkeye and kind of made Hawkeye who he used to be. But hmm. I like this show and the cast is doing a great job. I love I love Jamie Renner, as always. Haley Steinfeld, um, I think um, the, the lady that's playing Echo, I want... I don't know what her name is. Let me pull it up. But she, the whole cast does a wonderful job. And if I had to say it just for now, just for the time being, just giving it, this is just my, my rating after seeing three episodes. I will give a final rating when the last episode comes out. I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. Always an eight out of 10 because some, some of that Marvel humor seeping in there where it's kind of, kind of, uh, kind of pushing it a little bit. But it's not taking me out the show. Right. Uh, me, um, I'm gonna give it a uh I'm gonna give it about like a 7.7. Yeah, I just but, gotta see more hands, you know what I mean? And also I don't like to go ahead and you know, like give shows the whole huge uh numbers until I see it all the way through because I just don't want to like build myself up and get let down. Yeah, but, that, but that's why I gave it a reasonable eight out of t- uh, eight out of ten. That it could go up, it could go up as the series goes on. But yeah, I've had I had fun hanging out with Hawkeye and Kate Bishop in New York. It's, yeah, man, it's it, been it fun. Was good. Oh, and another, how could I forget the most important character to Hawkeye, my man or man's best friend, Lucky the Pizza Dog? I love Lucky the Pizza yeah. Dog. 
I love Lucky the Pizza Dog so much. Yeah, uh, that's what I, what I was go, uh, gonna go with. I was like, man, I bet he's about to mention the dog. <laughs> man, I don't know. It's just something about we. If you put if you put a cute dog on screen, you got my heart already. You 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 just got my heart. And for luck and for Lucky to actually do something to actually try and be a hero, I just gotta give my boy Lucky the Pizza Dog props. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, and, and also, man, that dog that they got to play lucky man, that dog has a lot of character, man. Oh yeah, uh, I'm pretty like, sure they, shoot. I'm pretty sure they gave that dog a lot of peanut butter. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, y'all, man, Hawkeye's out on Disney Plus. Go see it. It's a, it's a fun little watch, especially if you have kids and a family. Right. This is, this is definitely for you. So. Mm-hmm. Like always, y'all, it has been a night, man. We went, we babbled on for a lot. Yeah, we did. But it was fun. I've had fun. I'm pretty sure you've had fun. Oh, yeah, I definitely had fun, man. I I plan on returning. So we're probably going to change up the format because Adam brought to my attention there's a lot of things that needs to be reviewed that we, that we might start doing two weekend shows. And if I can get a little bit, if I can get my schedule right during the week and get better equipment, I'm definitely going to do multiple shows during the week because I want to entertain y'all the best I can. So probably starting next week, I don't know if you're up for Adam, but we're probably going to do like Saturday show. Like since we're doing Spider-Man month, we're going to do like, we're going to do a Saturday show, which just focuses on other things outside of Spider-Man, probably like the, the Arcane series that I've been I've been catching up on that has been long overdue and some of the other Netflix shows that's been going on. So we might do that if you're up for it. If you're free, we'll talk about it. Yo, on Saturdays, I'm usually free. So just hit me up. Yeah. But next week, y'all, for sure, on Sunday. We're going to review the two amazing Spider-Man movies. That's going to be that's going to be torture for me, but fun for y'all because I'm going to make it entertaining. Um, I, I will, too, man, because I don't, I don't care what anybody says, man. I liked Electro. <laughs> like so. And then Saturday, I might start doing the Hawkeye reviews on Saturday, along with whatever else we want to come in here and talk about. But as always, we if you want to join the conversation or just post little funny memes that you thought was funny or maybe your own artwork that that um, I could eventually put on this put on the site that I'm working on. You can go on Facebook.com slash bring the popcorn. That's bring B-R-A-N-G-D-A popcorn. And um you can always message me on Facebook or if you want to email me something, just email me at jcraig106 at gmail.com with any questions or suggestions you guys might have. Adam, where can the people find you at, man? Uh, you can just find me on uh, Facebook. You know, just look me up, Adam Sampson. I'll be the guy uh, holding the little girl with the All Might suit on, you know, because uh, I'm in the anime. And uh, you can also send uh, some emails to me at Mr. Eclectic. That's M-R-E-C-L-E-C-T-I-C 
77 at gmail.com. And once again, y'all, it has been a pleasure doing this for you guys. I always have fun doing these podcasts and these reviews for you guys. I hope we can grow and continue to just grow and be a great community. But for now, I got to leave you. So just remember, when you come to these reviews, just remember one final thing to bring the popcorn. All right, Adam, it's been great, but we must part ways right now. Yeah, I know. I'll see you Monday, though. All right, man. I'll see you Monday. All right, man.